G'day, everybody, and welcome back to the Hardball Gets AFL Show, proudly presented by the Mazda BT50 You Do Ute. Today, we jump into six points ahead of round seven. But before we do, remember to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. All right, let's get stuck in. It is the Hardball Gets AFL show. My name's Chris Robinson, joined by Jackson Barrett and Xavier Ellis. Only four days away from Mad Monday, Xavier Mad Ellis. Monday on, of course. Guess what day it's on? Is it Tuesday? It's a Monday. It's, Monday. it's a okay. Monday episode. Seven, so mate, and seven yeah. plus. Yes, get around yes, it. yes. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. Very much looking I didn't forward know the to details, it. But that's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, now, looking forward to it, of course, we'll just uh, wrap the week of footy up. Uh, Mickey Barlow, myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamish Brayshaw will pop in, and of course, Dean Mark gets to if you want to smash the umpires. Um, Dean's there. There's, there's a face to smash. It's great. How Are you going to go soft on Dean, or are you going to just go your hardest? Um, no, nah, you whack him. Whack him. Absolutely. How I think did, he enjoys it. How did you go with Dean when you were a player? No, nah, I never spoke to the umpires. Occasionally, I think, was it, um, who's the one that doesn't mind the limelight? Um, Razor Ray. Razor Ray. I think one day I was tagging. It was a taggy, maybe Joel Selwood or someone, and I kept saying, Razor, he's grabbing me. He's grabbing me, Razor. Like, you know when the tag is always the prick that grabs? Yeah. He goes, no, he's not. Stop saying it. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> he's got me so, covered. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't even get told. They, they used to that's a joke to tell the uh, um, I was getting grabbed by the staff. <laughs> that was about it. does like a bit of me time as well, Razor. Is it? Yeah, Razor, eh? Yeah. It does. So, uh, I have nah, that. All good, actually. Um, yeah, lucky I got here safe and sound. Just went and got some tablets. As I was leaving the chemist, a guy just caught my eye, face tattoos, skull tattoos, top knot, knuckle tattoos, and I was like, and he goes, oi, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> uh oh, bigger than me too, so I was ready to throw hands, I was ready to go, um, <laughs> hey mate, where'd you get your car from, love it, <laughs> you just want to talk cars, I was like, you're not going to steal it, are you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, glad to be here. That's great. Glad you got here uh, safe and well. Jacko, how are you? Looking forward to a big weekend of footy? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, another another big week. Eagles back in town. That'll be interesting. couple of tough assignments for the boys. So, Eagles-Carlton going to be very, very interesting. Zabe's holding up the back page this of will be, the this West will be Australian good. today, which has Jackson Barrett's little mugshot on there. Uh, well, you know... What do you got? It's not bad, mate. Just Needed a very, boost from somewhere. The very popular Bush and Burbs column started and maintained for many years by Jordan McArdle. Jordan McArdle. Now taken over by Jackson Barrett yep. and uh, now featuring in the West. Just continuing the, the, the legacy, taking it to the next level in print. Print debut today, so oh, grab nice. a copy of the West. I think it's page forty-six. 46. <laughs> Off the top, of um, bit of bit of Jared Pickett. He's popped up somewhere interesting. Few Eagles playing down south. Pat Ambrose playing a bit of Ammo's footy. I think he's Patty injured. Ambrose, yeah. Yep. yep. Former Essendon's playing down at North Beach. Or not playing down at North Beach. He's got, a, got an injury. but So there's plenty in there today. Lewis Jetta's still playing. He is, yeah. C1's at High Wickham. Right. Which is a pretty stacked side. His brothers and his cousins are in there. And now Jared Pickett as well. Last Love year it. it took him nine games to win a game. And they had Lewis Jetta running off halfback. Yeah. <laughs> well, I learnt that uh, sometimes it doesn't matter where you played. If you're unfit, you're stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we uh, get straight into the six points? Yeah. Let's go. 
Dave, you want to lead us off? What's right, your uh, little first nugget here? Uh, James Sicily, uh, captain of the Hawthorne Football Club. They've had a sponsorship with Tasmanian government for Goodness 21 me. years. Is it 21 <laughs> years? There you go. Uh, and his comments were uh, in regards to the 19th team, of course, the new stadium was going to be announced, which you'd think would be a... A one-two punch that yep. after that, the 19th team's going to be announced. Sure. So that's what the questions are being flowing around that. James Sicily's comments are, there's not much happening down there. It could be difficult in regards to seeing a team. Uh, I couldn't imagine myself living there. Mm-hmm. Now, he's been absolutely smashed from pillar to post. I think their uh, premier is Jer- Jeremy Rockliffe. Does Correct. that sound right? Yep. yep. He's jumped on Twitter. Yeah, you know, as have nearly every Tasmanian. Matthew Wade, Tim Payne. Uh, have they all? all yeah. The big names, yep. Uh nothing brings Tasmanians together like being spoken down to by entitled mainlanders, ignorant wow. of <laughs> our beautiful state, looking forward to doing our own talking on the footy field in our colours, singing our song. Our time has come. Wow. Strong stuff. I mean I'll 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 I'm gonna defend Sicily. Okay. So we bitch and moan about players who don't have an opinion. Then he's asked about the team, and he's given his opinion, and he gets wallet for it. I yeah. know they're sponsors, but it, he wasn't just I, asked about Tasman. He wasn't just asked about the place. He was asked, asked about, about his, their major sponsor, and he's basically uh, said, "I don't rate it. It's not ideal." Well, not every not every footballer drives a Holden at Collingwood when they were Holden. No, but we we're talking about this in the office this morning. It's it'd be the same as you know. If, Joe Watson had come out back in the day and said, you know what I really hate? True value solar. They're just, they're not good value at all. I get it. You don't smash your sponsors. But it was asked for an opinion sure. on a state. Yeah. Like yeah. an actual state. Like, I've but this played is the down problem there. with being that, that sponsored state, by a state. That state <laughs> yeah. is paying $13.5 million what, a year? for games there. For a three-year deal, 13 and a half. To play four games a year. So 12 games of football. And that's separate to the, like the shirts. Once yeah. I, I look. I'm slightly trying to defend Sicily. Yeah, but yeah, he's copped a bit of hate. He's it. copped it. He's absolutely been smashed from pillar to post, and he came out on his own Twitter page and said, uh, "I don't, don't disagree." So they're back there in round. I think it's round ten. Sicily's okay. hamstrings tight. Yeah, managed. Is he just not, <laughs> yeah. is he just not going? And if he if he is Pitch there, walks at the airport genuinely because it's that's not too far away, right? That's within a month. Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of reception? No, is he no, no. It'll be rough. I, I think I think it'll be rough. A few years, but. I, I, I and also, you know, when you're in the media or on a podcast or whatever, if you're asked a question, the 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 question, the answers that usually draw the most smoke are the flippant ones you haven't thought about. Mm. Like I've made comments in the past and been smashed for it. And I'm like, of the fifty things I said today, that was the thing I thought least about, yeah. and just said something. And I I give him that out too. I, I don't think it's something you clearly thought about. Quite clearly, hadn't thought about it, but I don't know. I just feel yes, Tasmania is going to be a great footy state, and I'm looking forward to it. And if it's in Hobart, which is going to be beautiful, yeah. absolutely stunning part of the world, you're obviously like a closer follower of the club than than most. But I sort of get the impression that maybe as their team gets closer, Tassie's a little bit off Hawthorne. Like the crowds are down. I'm 100. percent The connection's nowhere near yeah. as strong as it was. So I went. I watched Freo there. It must have been 2017. Freo got absolutely belted, and it was like. Um, like fans at the airport, posters through the city, Hawthorne scarves everywhere. And I mean, now it just feels like half empty back to 2014. Yeah. It was, you couldn't get a ticket there. It, yeah. It, it was mm-hmm. fantastic. And, but, but I just think, think about t- the extra draw cards you had back then, though. No, no, I get with it. Bud but, and I get it. And but but if they want guys. the footy so badly, the Hawthorne games, the four a year at 13.5 million, yeah. you'd still think that it'd 
it's only a small ish stadium. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I sometimes look at the crowds and go, oh, geez, that surprised me. But I, I think Hobart is spectacular, and I think it's going to be perfect. And this Macquarie point is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's going to be outstanding. Yep, and I yeah. think that maybe Sicily may have just been talking about Lonnie in and out 24 hours. Yeah. Um, the crowds are down. Maybe that's it. And Hawthorne are battling too. So yeah, and <laughs> it's a said, whole collection. He said in his statement last night that he was referencing his own personal circumstance. And he's like a, a Melbourne boy or a Victorian boy. Yeah. So he's always lived in Melbourne. But like, I think the a, statement. A just, I think the statement or, just found every angle to just just yeah, try yeah. and like. Yeah. Um, I'm joining the priesthood in Melbourne. Like, just yeah, yeah. shit, just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't. Yeah. So I just think we need to take a chill on that. And yep. Tazzy's going to get their team. And I love. We're passionate over here in WA. Um, if someone said, I'm not going back to WA, it's a shithole, we'd be like on the Twitter and giving it to him and whatnot. So I get it. I, I just don't think it's as big as what it's on. Every, every single Twitter page I'm clicking on has quoted that um, yeah. Fox footy thing that was up there and away they go. And I just thought, oh, reckon it's just maybe a bit of a slower news day. But good luck to Tazzy and their 19th team. I'll buy a membership. I wanted to look at five-day breaks in between games because this is something we don't usually get a lot of. And this weekend, through mostly through necessity, we have four teams that have them. So obviously Essendon and Collingwood have to have a five-day break off the Tuesday game. But then Melbourne's got one as well from the Monday to the Saturday. And there's a sneaky one for St Kilda as well. So St Kilda go from playing on a Sunday to Friday night footy. Um, the Collingwood-Adelaide one interests me probably the most. We think Collingwood's probably the flag favourites. They have to have the five-day break plus travel. They go to Adelaide. Mm. Um, uh, I'm not I'm not shedding a tear for Collingwood's travel plans too often. I just think Collingwood should play all of their games in Melbourne. No, yeah. so. <laughs> um, and, and the Crows yeah. traditionally well, this season have been running out games really well. They've lost just one second half this year. So in terms of six-day break, I don't really get too excited by. Five-day break for a footy player's Ave, is that significant well, considering the workload it, these days? But you're right. The five days, uh, six days, I never... Th- yeah. People, I used to personally love six-day breaks. It meant less meetings because you, <laughs> you, well, you still have to have your compulsory day off yeah. and you still have to have your half day off yeah. virtually. And it, you didn't have to, but it was like just how the schedules usually fell. So the week, by the time you got in there on a Monday, did your reviews, your recovery, half day Tuesday, Wednesday off, yep. full day Thursday, into, you know, the week is over like that and you've done your pre-season for three or four months, you've done all the training, you just want to play games. So the six days is nothing, the five days, I, I think it's okay in the fact that they're as fit as they are, it's early in the season, um, you're not really tra- training. People sometimes think, I think training is, well, closed doors training session, gee whiz, they're going to be recreating AFL football behind those closed walls. And none of that ever happens. There might be a kick-in drill that they're trying to um, defend because, you know, they tend to go this way and that way. And you practice yeah. a few things like that. But training tends to really just be nothing. Like, it's not... So if you miss a training session, I can see it being fine. Five days, you're usually fresh enough to play but I've never done it. So six mm. is definitely fine. Yep. Five is interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what they do in those last, the last quarters or the starter games. I reckon the starter games as well, when you're still stretching the back out and um, you know, you're still questioning how sore you are the day before the game because it is a little bit of a magic dust yeah. comes over you. Like if you are sore, but you run out and you go, oh, I think I'm okay now because you, you know, the crowd's there, the, um, the juices are flowing. 
But I'm interested to see how they start and how they certainly finish. Yeah, I mean, even someone like like Pendlebury was banged up, obviously, at the end of that game. His eye looked pretty serious. Yeah. Um, is, how's he going to go off a five-day break? Oh, I'd be surprised to see him, I reckon. You reckon okay. they just rest him? Okay. Well, it's a perfect five-day break. He has an injury. Travel. Travel. Uh, Collingwood, Collingwood aren't scrapping for wins at the moment. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the 35-year-old was just told have a chill for a yeah, weekend. I could say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough stretch to do it in as well because the first three quarters of that Essendon game were pretty quick and then the last one was like pretty contested. So yeah. they would have been, yeah, as you say, pretty banged up. And then Adelaide are going to make you run as well. Yeah, totally. Uh, Adelaide, uh, good chance uh, exciting for Adelaide, team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exciting team to watch. Really good chance. Yeah, I want to talk a bit more about Harry Himmelberg. So he's sort of out of the blue now, the the hottest free agent, him and Darcy Parrish. Out of out of the blue? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was thrown back last year, looked really good, but a little bit sort of just floated along. And then yeah. suddenly, oh, he's a free agent, he's playing decent footy. And um, one, I want to know what, what you're paying him. He's 26 years old. Um, and, and what are you paying him to do? Is he a defender? Because if you look at the clubs that are reportedly sort of leading the race, it's Sydney, where he's probably a defender. defender. It's Richmond, he's definitely a defender. Mm-hmm. And it's Brisbane, he's definitely a defender. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, yeah. He, he would yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. Him and yep. Jack Payne sure. is really, oh, Harris Andrews, of course. Yeah. But so Harris Andrews has dropped off a bit, hasn't he? From, he has. from yeah, three yeah. years ago yeah. when he was. Totally. Clearly, I thought totally. the best defender in the comp. So it, it feels like he's now in the market as a defender. And with that in mind, how do you how do you decide what you pay him off the back of twelve games down back last year? Like, well, there's some outrageous contracts. I, I nearly choked on my tongue when I heard uh, Hopper had seven years. Yeah, I, I was like seven years. Back in the day, you had to fight your ass out for three. If you got four, you were the Brownlow medalist. Yeah, seven years. So I think again, you're probably going to see what is he twenty six. It's a minimum five year contract, you would think. As you said, he's out of the blue. I, I, I wouldn't have him on my radar, but he's 26. I, I think it's a, a 700. Yeah. I think it's probably 700 over five years, which I wouldn't be paying that money. But Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, what you'd amazing. have to pay to get him out. Yeah. What do you think he's actually worth? Five. Yeah, yeah. something five Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say he, he obviously wouldn't have liked to have seen Sam Taylor go down, but that is going to add extra yeah. to his yeah. contract now so because especially we're going to see if he goes back yeah I've we're going to see written, exactly what else he can do I've got that written here especially if they've had those sort of preliminary discussions that mm-hmm. we talk about where he they might realise that he's heavily leaning towards going out mm-hmm. the door you're fat, sending him back to fatten up the cow aren't you now well also you are but then in back of the Giants mind they thought they had a bulletproof full back who just turned yeah. up and played now yeah. he's torn a, a, a high a high t- is it tendon Oh, I think sure. it nearly was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah a, a serious injury. Oh, shit, maybe Sam Taylor's not bulletproof. Yeah. Uh, so it might actually fatten up his um, bank account with the Giants offer as well around um, some security around Sam Taylor. But, yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be dying. Where do you reckon he's best suited of those clubs? Are there well, any of those clubs where you know, that'd think, be a really good fit? Do you think in any of the, I'll, I'll ask you, do you think in any of the top five or six clubs he's a top ten player in any of those teams? Not a top ten player. Yeah. I, but he'd, he would be on the payroll. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the balance of these free agents. Yeah. I just need to get this off my chest. There's one thing in footy that's really, really pissing me off. Actually, there's two things. I'll start with one. That's probably more than that, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, two right now. That's it. Uh, the first one is the concussion stuff, which is so sensitive at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say you can still get a cut. You know, when you see someone with a cut, they're like, concussion. Like Pendlebury. Yeah, I'm like, that's not concussion. 
that's a cut. Like yeah. you fix that up. So when they come back on, yeah, just mates and stuff you're with at the pub going, oh, geez, I'm surprised he's back on. You go, how do you know? It, it's just a cut, like relax. Anyway, that's one bugbear. The second one is snaps. I've had an absolute gut full of all these snaps now. And we give people a free ride when they belly the shit out of the football. Mm-hmm. Imagine kicking a drop punt like that. The, the criticism that you'd get from the commentators and stuff. These players that don't know how to snap are bellying the football left, right, and center. And we're like, oh, he's snapping it from this one on his left. You're like, no, he's made an absolute meal of it and get after him. I've had a gut full of it. Are you going to name names? No, Harry Mackay's one. Yeah. And I, I think Harry's... I saw him kick that drop punt. I mentioned on Monday's podcast. Or and when, flushed it. Yeah, yeah. Flushed, absolutely yeah, yeah. flushed mm-hmm. it. And yeah. I was like, that, there's something to work with there. Trying to kick bananas from 45 is not something to work with because there's such a small error of... Uh, like the sweet spot. I just reckon that these players, we're giving them outs for these snaps that they're doing. I know the stats say that they're more likely... But they're also now snapping them from the top of the goal square. So the, the figures are yeah. getting uh, – the percentages are going up and up and up because we're seeing them five minutes out directly in front snapping. But I just – I don't know. I'd love to see some of those key forwards. Like Darcy Fogarty is a standalone – and Taylor Walker is mm-hmm. pretty similar. A standalone out there where they just go, just practice my drop punt. Yeah. And I'm going to get better at that. And I'm not worried about trying to kick a banana snap from 60, 50, 40, whatever the bloody hell they're trying to do. But it strikes me that a lot of players, this might not be the case, but this is how it strikes me watching it, is a lot of players don't know what they're about to do or they don't have a set plan for what they're about to do depending on where they are on the ground. They'll take a mark or they'll get a free kick and then they'll decide on the spot, oh, should I snap this? Should I? Whereas you would think it would make a lot more sense to know exactly where you are on the ground and if you're in a certain spot, if you're past a certain angle, right, I know for sure I'm snapping this or I'm drop punting this. Yeah. I often compare it to golf, and I know it's obviously a completely different game. You're fatigued, all the rest of it. But you watch a golfer line up a putt, there's always a routine. There's always a sense of certainty and sureness as to what they're going to do. Whereas you see a lot of guys who go back, there's eyes darting, their hands are moving all over the football. You can tell, oh, geez, I'm kicking a drop bun here, but maybe I should have snapped around the corner. Yeah. There's that lack of certainty, and if you have that, surely you're fighting with one hand yeah. behind your back before you've even kicked the football. It's the only closed skill in the game. The only yeah. one where it's like... Yep, everything shuts you down. Dictate, it's a free you throw. dictate everything. Yeah. And golf is like that as well. How real is the whole like you'd rather kick one from 55 where you can kick through it as opposed to like the dabs from 30. And if you can compare that to NBA, like yeah. there are guys that are better from beyond the arc than the little mid-range jumper. The, right? um, there's no more comfortable feeling than a 45-meter drop punt, in yep. my opinion. Yeah. The, the drop punt from 13 or 14 out with a slight angle, knowing you have a little bit of a left or right, so it yeah. closes the face of the goal a little bit more. I mean, they're nerve-wracking, but you just got to get your – just kick the goal. Like, yeah. just kick the goal. But the maths and the science yeah. of that suggests that is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And even like – By the pure numbers. The, the, the snap on the opposite foot, like where they, the player's lined up, and you're like, I don't think he's practiced this ever yeah. in his life. yeah, yeah. What is he doing? You can see it. You and it, it, it goes straight up in yeah. the air. And you're like, I would rather you just try and kick a drop punt. Yeah, yeah. And then you look at like that Nick Dacos, the first first of his goals where he's on the run and the way he's been able to like reposition the ball in his hands as he's running after yeah. he's received it. It's just like Hawthorne mind-blowing. Were, Hawthorne yeah. were brilliant at kicking. And drills that we practice, you dribble kick it to yourself over 20 metres. And how you picked it up in your hand, so it might be twisted, you know, uh, upside down, yeah. you had to still manage to kick it back to your teammate 
on the like, like you were kicking a drop punt, but they weren't drop punts. But that's just how you had to practice yeah. to be able to get it going straight, regardless of how it spun. And most people would say that's how mine went when I tried to kick a drop punt. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a skill, and I just reckon keep an eye on these bloody snaps. Thank you. <laughs> I like the thank you at the end. Yeah, thank on, you for listening to my alert. TED Talk. <laughs> um, all right, trivia time. There's three players I in the trivia. AFL yep. who have, this season, had at least four games mm-hmm. where they've had 15 touches and multiple goals in the same game. Three players who have done 15 and two. Is that all? Four times. Only three. Nick Dacos is one. Nick Dacos is not one. Really? He's kicked multiple goals three oh, times. Wow. I wrote it yesterday. Yeah, I'm talking four times. Four times. Four. Okay. Yep. No. Uh, I'm going to go. Not yep. Can I, go the, can I throw one in? Yeah. Please do. An Adelaide player? You can. It's Tex not going to be right, but you can. No, not Tex. Shit. There's, there's one guy who's done it in every single game, 15 and 2. Jezza. Jezza is oh, correct. Yeah, Jeremy course. Cameron. Uh, Michael Walters isn't one of them. Michael Walters isn't one of them. A Brisbane player? No, there's a serial contender at GWS who you'll get. Ah, uh, Toby. Toby. The third one is the one that interests me. All right. Um, Four games of 15 and two. 15 and two, so... That's a real Bont stat, but he hasn't spent quite no, as much time not forward. Bont. Uh, are we thinking, should we be channeling our thoughts towards the midfield? Should be. Th- no, you shouldn't. No. Okay. Uh, well, a little bit, but, but more, more forward. I think improved uh, both players Rochelle. and clubs. Rochelle is a good guess. It's I've already him. asked if he was Adelaide, so that's a shit guess, actually. Kyle Langford. Kyle Langford is not the answer I'm looking okay, for. Okay, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Um, You're improved, on the right track with clubs. improved club yeah. and improved player. Okay, improved. Uh, so let's head to St Kilda and mm-hmm. let's go to Owens. Correct answer. Yeah. Mitch Owens is the third of three guys alongside Jeremy Cameron and Toby Green who have the four games of 15 and two. More impressively than that, and this is a nod to our friends at Champion Data, he's the best contested ball winner outside of stoppage in the entire AFL. So well, take away the guys who yeah. go to stoppage or uh, in terms of just purely contest from non-stoppage play, he's ranked one in the entire AFL. So he's bigger than I thought he was. Yeah, he's 191 yeah. centimetres. Now, see, I still yeah. thought he was smaller than I thought he was. Because okay. not, not knowing... Because when they were saying St. Kilda have lost I King... I think he plays smaller than 191. Yeah, he? I, he does, I don't know. But I think he's classified as a key forward yeah. under the champion data kind yeah. of stats. See, he plays smaller, but then he also takes marks and stuff and mm. you're like... Oh, that's a big that's a big boy move that one. Yeah, yeah, he's real. So, that, so they play Friday night footy this week. So this is going to yeah, give gonna a awesome. lot of casual observers yeah. their first real chance to look at him, right? Because yeah. I hope he plays well. I do. I hope he plays well. Yeah, I think he and, will. And the other one, and I know you said that stat then. The, when I first started to look at him, maybe three or four weeks ago, um, he was ranked the n- number two ranked forward in the competition. Behind the bloke, we were arguing whether you'll kick 100 goals or not. Behind Cameron. It was crazy. Uh, My little brother texts me, and credit to him, uh, he's a dickhead, but. um, (laughs) But credit to him. He he gets (laughs) on. He carries it well. He gets on, um, like, trends, like, early, and he's a smart ass. So then he'll go back into his um, phone text log to me. And then then send it back into the We've all got mates like that in the group chat. And you're like, right. I I might be the one in the group chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but then my greatest fear is like, what was my response to that call? Yeah, like, and what, and what was it? No, they're pretty simple. Like, ah, oh, I'll keep an eye on it. But sometimes, okay. like, he's hopeless, mate. Shut up shop on this one. Yeah, you're wrong. How many games of footage you play? You know, just real smart ass sure. stuff. And then it comes back in the chat. I'm like, oh my god, I could not have been more wrong about that player. So there you go. Shout out to Port Adelaide me. as well. Friday night, Alira Lear goes to one of the big boys. I'm not sure. I really, that's a 
defense that's sort of like a little bit all over the shop at mm-hmm. the moment. It could be yeah. exposed a yeah. little bit. I think he could really shine. I want to have a look at a couple of clubs that are struggling. One of them's Carlton and one of them's Fremantle and ask, who would you rather be right now? So Carlton missed the eight last year. Now they're eighth, three and two with a draw. Freo, 13th, two and four, obviously. But Carlton are the eighth oldest team in the competition, which is obviously, and that's that's whole list. Obviously, you guys did from round six last week. But that's um that's a little bit damning sort of for, for where they're at. Um, the other stat that jumped out, out at me today is... Charlie Kernow's kicked a third of their goals yeah. this season. See, I, I, it's not a damning age if they were five it's, and one. Yeah, it's not. If, if they, it's if like they were, where are they? Yeah, at? if yeah. they were five and one, you'd go, oh, they're in their sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. But they're playing, they're playing a similar brand of footy. Both of the, those footy clubs lost. Um, just going backwards and sideways, like yeah, just kick it one on one. And worst case, especially Carlton. I, I, I was big on Carlton. I think. Any club that has two Coleman medalists, a Brownlow medalist, Sam Walsh, I think, will probably win a Brownlow yeah. at some stage if he has a good run at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doherty, we're big fans of. Weedering, arguably the best fullback in the comp. Yeah. Uh, Sardo, Australian last year. And then the depth midfielders, and like then Kennedy and Chera, and Kennedy, yeah. Hewitt. But they don't give those players a chance to win a one on one by going sideways. And ba- How many people are going to be. If McKay's, McKay's in, a ruck, uh, in a contest down the line and the ball comes to ground. And Paddy Cripps is at the base of it. How many are beating Paddy Cripps at that one-on-one? At a minimum, you're going to get a stoppage, you'd think, more times yep. than not. They just don't give those players that opportunity. Just take the 60 metres available mm-hmm. and get a stoppage there because your midfielders are good players. Um, they're very good players. But yep. like these over-inflated numbers that they're getting, you did, I would be folding up the paper and just putting it in the bin. Like... They mean nothing. I'd love their 36 touches. So but not six six leading ball winners. Did yeah. you see, did you you see their heat yeah. graph? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what the dickens? Abysmal. Yeah. Um, my phone caught fire in the back half. It literally need a new phone now. That's how dark it was in that back half. <laughs> I'd send I, that to Carlton. I think there's much more pressure on, on Michael Voss that's coming, yes. isn't there? Well, because, because, as you say, he has the pieces yeah. here. On paper, this is a collective that should work. It should have worked last year, and they should have made finals. They closed out one of those last what three games. What were they at the start of the year? First nine, were they going? Yeah, they killed it. But they literally needed to win one of their last three games, and they lost all of them. Yeah, by, you and know, a kick or two. Slight little out. They did lose um, quite a few players at the back end of the they year. They did, yeah. 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 Slight, I'll give them a slight little out there. But if but, they fall short two years in a row, yeah, agree. of finals. Yeah. With this squad, that's real heat time for the coach. So given, and we've spoken about this, like given where Fremantle were at and what we think their ceiling is, is there more pressure on J-Lo or on Voss? I think it's Voss. Voss. I think we said at the start of the year, Voss has got the most pressure on him. Hinkley. Hinkley. But Voss is not far behind. Um, Well, Drew hasn't got the cattle. So whether they re-sign or don't re-sign, there is cattle at Carlton. Like you said, who who would you rather, Fremantle or Carlton? If you're in the schoolyard going pick for pick, mm. first ten picks would maybe seven of them be Carlton players, yeah, seven yeah. or even eight. Yeah, yep. there yep. would be like the cattle's Good there. Um, yeah, I just find it really hard to believe they play that way. And even um, Harry getting fifteen marks, do you want his marks up the up the ground? Like, oh, you get him in the one on ones. I'd rather I mean, one, of, one of them. I'm just worried about his finishing. Though, well, I think Charlie. I think Charlie's <laughs> yeah. the man that. But also, but rotate it. But when he's out in the wing, and you go, oh, he's taking another mark on the wing. It's because the ball's gone backwards. Everyone's getting the footy for Carlton. You're yeah. bound to take marks. So two Coleman medalists, and they're averaging just a tick over seventy five points per game. 
They haven't. Mm. I think they've kicked over 100 points once in the mm. last 25 games or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think that's correct. No, I, I, I'm still a believer in Carlton, but something needs to change. Um, I think Harry's a star and on the verge of yeah, a couple of, a big month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie can't do much more. Would you say he kicked how much? But what percentage? A third. I think he can still keep kicking that, but I think their score needs to get to 90. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you agree with us? Do you think Carlton's yes, Carlton. slightly rather be Carlton? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's get into some hardball bets. Hardball bets. Thanks to the Tab Touch app. Brought to you, of course, by Tab Touch. Got the touch this AFL season? Better your bet with Tab Touch. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Let's not talk about our bets from last week. Just start fresh, Jacko. What you Mr. got Gan- for me? Let's just not even go there last week. Uh, well, this got? one's a winner. So four legs. Uh, Brisbane to win and Charlie to kick three or more. Mm-hmm. Melbourne to win and JVR to kick two or more. Ooh. Dogs to back win. To back big games. Yep, okay. Dogs to win. I think just the shackles are off for, for the kid now. Uh, Carlton to win by 40 or more. Okay. What's it paying? It is paying 12 and a bit dollars. Oh, jeez. Going big. I like fun, it. Eh? Going big before Nick Rins yep. returned last week, just trying to hand over the keys. Um, I'm taking something that's paying $3.30. So Brisbane will beat Frio. And then a same gamer in the Tigers-Gold Coast game. So it's Tigers to win. Jaden Short getting 20. And Braden Fiorini getting 20, who I think oh, will yeah, probably yeah. step into a bit of a Took Miller void yeah. and just racks him up for fun. fantasy watch Fiorini. Very well. interesting. Very intriguing on. player this week. Yeah, yeah what does Selby, Selby think about him? Yeah, highlighted him. I disagreed yeah. with him, and then by the time we'd finished, I agreed with him. I'm not sure I've got yeah. the risk appetite for it yet. Oh, that's what, sorry, that's what it was. Yeah. So Selby, Selby take, said, Selby said, magic someone, was, don't go there. He said, someone like me would go there. Okay. <laughs> who's an idiot and, so like, and likes risk. Um, but he, see, he sees the appeal in it. Yep. That's okay. Let's just hope you can get 20 plus for my sake. Jacko, Dave, thanks very much for your time as thanks, always, Robert. guys. Thanks to our listeners and thanks also to the Mazda BT50. You do you. Enjoy your weekend of footy. We'll chat to you next week.